Welcome to St. Augustine this evening, the Mike Davis Show. We've got a very special guest for you, one of our candidates for county commission. We'll be introducing him in just a minute. But before we do that and have all kinds of other fun, and Amanda's here with us as well, we've got to make some money. So we're going we're gonna to do a few reads, make a little bit of money for the show, and then we will get to work. Solomon Services, the premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They offer both youth and adult training classes. They have small group strength and fitness development classes athletic development for both team and individual sports performance. If you're injured and you need to get back on the field or the court, they can help you do so. You'll be stronger and in better shape when you do. They have a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas, and all of their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. <laughs> Call them and make an appointment today, 904-461-9945, or visit their website, solomonservices.com, and sign up today. You need to do that. You're 31 days into your promise to get into better shape. And if you haven't done it, this is a place where you can. And they're great at helping you do that. You're on a deadline. Let's go, people. (laughs) All right. Bozard, Ford, Lincoln, and St. Augustine. Their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a car is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. Bozard is a family-owned Ford dealership that has been in business since 1949. Bozard Ford has been the recipient of numerous dealer awards, including being ranked number one automotive dealership in the nation by Dealer Raider. Bozard Ford also has won back-to-back President's Awards, which is the highest honor given by a Ford Motor Company. Check them out today online, bozardford.com, or head down and have dinner at Ford's Garage. I hear the Jiffy Burger is delicious. A to Z Roofing and Waterproofing, they offer free estimates and have been serving St. John's County for over 20 years in the construction industry. A to Z offers painted metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties for up to 25 years. They also offer shingle roofs with warranties for up to 50 years. They install tile roofing, cedar shake shingles, designer roofing, and flat roof coverings. Recent job photos with material descriptions can be seen at A to Z Roofing and Waterproofing.com. Call Chuck McCone and his team for all your roofing needs. All right. And now it is, it's, uh, we're going to get to work. So we have a, a St. John's County candidate for commission, District 3, Royal Lamo, who is currently sitting in District 3. And how did you get to District 3 well, to represent us? Well, first of all, thank you, Mike, for having yeah. me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak. Um, just a little over a year ago, I was appointed by... Uh, Governor DeSantis mm-hmm. to, uh, to to fill the position, and um, it's been an interesting year, but I've really enjoyed it, got to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. The staff has been wonderful, and uh, we got a lot of challenges, but um, it's, been a, it's been a great, great learning opportunity. And you knew uh, Governor DeSantis from when he was a congressman. That is correct. I was uh, his district representative mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the first year. Um, we had our office here. Our district office was in this building. And uh, it w- I learned a lot from, uh, from Governor DeSantis. And it was, uh, it was a great opportunity. You know, I've worked in both the, um, I've worked at the state go- government for the Florida legislature. Mm-hmm. I've worked at the, the local level, at the county level in county government. And then uh, for him in the, in the federal government. So um, learned a lot, gained a lot of experience, and um, here we are. But that's not all you've done. So you that's got correct. a pr- pretty diverse background. Um, so you also have a, a business interest that you have been involved in for some time. That is correct. That is correct. So I have a, a good balance of both the uh, public and private sector. Mm-hmm. 
Um, currently, I own a, a business, a full-service uh, commercial cleaning mm-hmm. business. Um, I also do some property management um, and, and have some rental property. So I stay busy, for yes. sure. Um, but it, having that experience, I think, on both sides gives me you know, a really good understanding. I think being a, a small business owner is probably one of the toughest jobs uh, toughest things you can do is being a small business owner and um, you really, you know, having employees and seeing how things impact them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really great experience. And you kind of been around the political process for a long time. Very active. I started in the Young Republicans mm-hmm. years ago, was one of the, the founding members and the president of that, went on to chair the Republican Party. But, you know, if you look at my background, um, I've just had a passion for public service here mm-hmm. in St. John's County. You were my, yeah. you were my sponsor into the yeah. St. Augustine Rotary. I and um, I served in, uh, I was president of the Ancient City Lions Club uh, for a couple years. I was a member, been a member of the Knights of Columbus since 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, was on the St. Gerard campus board of directors uh, for a few years. Yeah. So just very passionate about this county that I, you know, was born and raised in and where I'm raising my family. So. And, and you went to school here in St. John's County? I did. I uh, was, uh, I grew up in the southern part of the of the county and uh, attended all my schooling here. I had a great second grade teacher in Miss Darcy Davis. She's an amazing, wife. she's an amazing teacher. Not, yep. I'm not an amazing podcaster. Amanda <laughs> is, but Darcy's no, an no. amazing teacher. She was, she was great. She yeah. did a great job. And then you went to Pedro? No. So I went to, uh, I graduated um, St. Augustine High School, okay. class of 2001. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I just said that. 2001, it's time has just really flown by. But um, no, Pedro Menendez It gets was, worse. Yeah. As the oldest one here, it gets worse. Bobby, tell them it gets worse because you're slightly <laughs> older than me. Nice. Like maybe a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, Pedro had opened my senior year of okay. high school. Mm-hmm. So they gave us the option, yeah. and I chose to stay as a Yellow Jacket like I think most of the students, because we had already spent our you know, our first three years at St. Yeah. Augustine High, and so... Um, kind of, That'd be rough if you you know, you know ripped the kid out of the school. You, you've spent three years there, and you're like, oh, you got to go to another school. I, I w- I'm glad the school district gave you the ability to do that. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, like I said, I had been there for, the, for, for three years and mm-hmm. wanted to, to graduate from that school. I'd already found my way around, didn't want to start at a new school. So Now, you got to break in a whole new set of teachers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just... Right. Pete right. was busy doing that. <laughs> well, at that point, you've already ordered your class ring. Like, are you going to buy another class ring? I don't think so. You got your jackets. You got your <laughs> gear. You got your hats. You got your seat in the stadium. You've been going to games for years. Yeah. yeah you don't want to go change. Everything's color coded. Yeah. Plus, the yellow jackets were just a great football team. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They were really good. Joey Wiles did a great yeah. job with that program there. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. I was. I've always been really interested, you know, in sports, and we had a great, great program there. It was. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit about my background. And, and what have you learned in the year that you've been on the commission? What's what are the like, most eye opening things? You, you know, I just didn't realize that, or you know, I thought this would be this way, but not quite exactly to this extent. So, what's the biggest kind of learning experience you've had? Well, I'll say that um, for me, one of the things that I, I've really enjoyed is getting to uh, work with our staff. Um, very professional. Um, these are folks that I think really go out of their way to serve the mm-hmm. residents of this county. Yep, they're always professional. 
Um, they've helped me out tremendously. Um, I would say some of the things that, you know, have really kind of, you know, surprised me is I think we're, you know, we're in a different um, political environment, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, times have, have certainly changed since even when I was involved. And um, there was a, a little bit more civility and a little bit more decorum back then. And so, um, you know, our county has grown so much. And mm-hmm. I think just, you know, helping folks, you know, understand why we're doing the things that we're doing and why things are being done the way that they are. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, when I first got appointed, I think I was in there for a couple of weeks and, you know, someone was like, you know, wow, you guys have really just overgrown this county. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I just got in, um, in the, the position. In the last 20 days? <laughs> in the la- yeah, really, you know, I, I just got in there. And look, I know it comes with the job, um, but just making folks understand, you know, a lot of this development that they're seeing um, you know, is is from years past. I mean, some of this development, you know, has been probably what on the books for what 10, it, 15 years it was approved. It, it's been on there a long time. And you you had a a couple of things kind of hit in 2020 with COVID, with um, St. John's County being uh, the number one school district, mm-hmm. the great access we have to recreational areas here. Uh, we didn't have a huge population in St. John's County. It was very attractive to a lot of people. And a lot of people flocked here because y- you look at the amount of building permits that were issued during that time period is the, is the highest number in the history of the county in a year. I think it was 21 might have been the high. It went down a little bit in 22 and 23, but it's still a, a, a pretty good clip that we're building. And so, yeah, it, it, the growth we've had the last few years has, has been been a pretty good growth. But it wasn't like you. They said in in January of twenty. Well, let's just start this development process. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been, and, and I'm on the construction side, uh, we don't do large developments. I don't do uh, large housing projects. But if you go permit anything, it it's not instantaneous. We don't walk in there and staff go, "Oh, great, we don't need to look at anything. Let's just stamp it approved." That's not how it works, and it takes a long time to get those things approved. So in some cases, a lot of that stuff was sitting there waiting. Right. for a boom like that to take advantage of it. Right. I think some folks, you know, it's, it could be under the impression that, you know, something gets approved and then they go out there with the shovels the next day. No. You know, but um, there, there's, there, you're like you said, there's a, there's a lot to the to the process. Well, there's a lot to the process. And if, you know, if you're new to here, you didn't see the downturn that we had in 2008, 9, 10, and 11 where uh, you could probably add a couple of those years together to get nor- to get you probably had two plus years together to get to a normal building permit year. And we had those for multiple years in a row where you just didn't have a lot of growth. So you had a lot of those units that were already out there and and approved. They sat for a long time Mm -hmm. before somebody could say, now we have enough demand to be able to fill those. So yeah, I I don't, when you, when you look at that and the other is, you know, I'm somebody who likes the County to be smaller, but I recognize people can move around this country anywhere they want to go. Right. And when you say, well, we don't want you here, well, when did you get here, right? I had a, a really good friend on a board back in the early 90s, and she told me, you know, she had been in town about five or six years, and she said, it's just too crowded. There's too many people. When, when You've been here your whole life. When did it get too crowded for you? And I said, well, no offense, but the day after you and your <laughs> husband moved here, right? I, said, I love you, but the day you guys moved here was over for me. <laughs> right. And she laughed, and she said, I get it. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of great people that have moved here. We welcome them here, but you know, you got to kind of meld that old and that new, and you got to understand that 
things are going to change when you move to someplace new. You brought the growth with you. so Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh, being born and raised here, Mike, you know, mm-hmm. I, I understand why folks are you're, are frustrated, you know, especially the traffic, which has been horrific that we're working on. But, um, you know, you're, you're right. We, we live in the one of the greatest counties and one of the greatest, yeah. you know, state in the country. So we've had people that, that want to be here and I get it. So, yeah, we're not Newark. <laughs> right? right. We're not a Midwestern town that lost all of its factories. So there's a whole lot worse places to be. So some of that you have to understand when you have a, a, a high growth area, you're gonna it's going to take a while for some of those things to catch up. Mm-hmm. Stopping growth isn't necessarily the answer to catching it up. The answer is everybody being patient as things kind of work their way through the system. And, and no offense, some of the roads are county roads. They take a while to get funded. DOT is... There's projects that have been on the books for DOT here in St. John's County since, you know, I moved back. <laughs> it took 20-some years to get the New Bridge Alliance built, right? One, right? one group fought against it in the early 80s, and it took 20 years to get that back on track. DOT just said, we're going to back away, and it took 20 years to right. do it. So, yeah, it, it takes a little while to get some of those things done and caught up. And then some of the times when, when they happen, and we talked about this on the, on the podcast weeks and weeks ago, one of the most overdue projects is is replacing the King Street Bridge over the Sebastian River. Mm-hmm. Well, when DOT does that this year, starting in May, it is going to log jam the city of St. Augustine. Now, if you live in the northern part of the county, you won't notice that. But if you have to get in and out of the city of St. Augustine, you're going to notice that every single day. Yeah. Now, and and I look at the growth and 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 you know the roads that have been built in the northern part of the county in the last. 20 years, I drive up there, everyone, and, and I'm like, when did, when did they build this road? You almost don't even recognize <laughs> When did they build that road? Right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you used to not be able to get from here, you know, from point A to point B, and now there's four different ways to get there. So, it is catching up. I mean, and, and yeah, there's always and, somebody. And we have there. over, you know, 600 million right now in infrastructure mm-hmm. projects going on. Um, State Road 16 is our number one priority. Um, one of my strengths, I feel like, is my relationship with our, our Florida legislature, and we need to continue to, um, you know, be advocating for the for for more, um, you know, traffic improvements and funding. So, um, you know, my position with growth is, you know, I, I'm I'm for smart, controlled growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that you know when projects come before me, I judge each project based on its merit. Um, making sure it's compatible. Do we have the infrastructure? And what is the developer doing to kind of, you know, be a benefit to the surrounding area? Are they putting in the the traffic signal? Are they putting in the turn lane? Are they... Mm -hmm. And a big thing for me is, and and this kind of leads into, you know, um, you know, when people come to me and they want to discuss their projects and you know, one of the things I always say is is that I want them to meet with the community. I want Mm -hmm. them to do have the meetings, you know, so people aren't blindsided and, and kind of get some community feedback. It's very important yeah. to me that they're working with folks and letting them know what their vision is and what they're looking to do. And, and I think that's one of the most important things. I sit on the, the City of St. Augustine Planning and Zoning Board, and, and when people have come in and spent time on a development talking to the community, mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. It does. And, it and, really and does. It, it, we, we had a very um, contentious item on Florida Avenue, um, eventually it became a park, which was the best thing for the neighborhood. But it was one of those parcels that you couldn't stop the growth on it. There was no way you could take the owner's rights away to develop that. It was zoned for development. So, you know, it, it's, but at the same time, you also saw the stress that it was going to put on that neighborhood. And you're like, sure. how do you, it was really difficult to balance it too. A park was the best thing that could have happened in 
that is what happened. And that's, mm-hmm. so that was, we were really lucky in that sense. So I have um, just a couple of questions. You mentioned 16 as a big priority for you. Uh, the intersection around the 95 on and off ramps is a nightmare, and I have to drive it all the time. Right. When is that going to be finished? Because it's such a mess. You know, we're, we're, we're continuing to, to follow up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a, an exact timeline for no. you, but, you know, we hear, I mean, you know, between the Bucky's and the Costco, mm-hmm. and now they're looking at the Bass Pro Shop and Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's a big concern. So, but we we continue to move forward with that. You know, so. Oh, okay. So back to me. Um, so you're if you graduated in two thousand one, you're just a tad younger than me. Um, you're pretty young for people in in government in St. John's County. How do you feel about that? Are they are they treating you good? Are they treating <laughs> you like the young buck? You know, it really. Um, I, I've and I've kind of felt this way um, for the last few years. I really think it's time for, you know, my generation to step up to the mm-hmm. plate and be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, I turned 41 on, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I do get a lot of times people say, well, you look really young to be, mm-hmm. to be doing this. But uh, like I said, er, you know, earlier, I've, I've just always had a passion for, for public service. And, um, you know, I, I continue to work hard. And I'm going to speak for Bobby <laughs> and I as the older generation on this show. And we want you guys to be wildly successful so you can pay for our retirement. So keep going. Don't <laughs> slow down. Do a good job. So <laughs> Great. I'm so excited. Yes, for that. we're so excited for you guys. Um, so what? where is District 3? What? What's the boundaries of District 3? So District 3 is the uh, southeastern portion of our county. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, you know, it actually goes up to part of um, 16, Royal St. Augustine, mm-hmm. and then goes down. Um, you've got the St. Augustine Shores. Mm-hmm. You've got St. Augustine South. Um, and then you've even got some of the, the beach area, Marsh Creek and, and down, mm-hmm. and it goes down into Crescent Beach and Butler okay. Park. So it's a big, it's a big landmass mm-hmm. um, district. It's not one of the more highly populated, like in the northern part, Joint mm-hmm. Creek, and then District Four, which is Ponte Vedra and Nocatee in that area. Yep. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of land to, to cover there. And if you're new here, you may not know that the, it's a countywide vote, even though you guys re- supposedly represent a district. You really represent everybody in the county, but you're representing that district specifically. But it's a countywide vote. So you got to campaign all over the county. That's right. And the other thing is, you know, when items are coming before you, um, you're voting on those as well. You mm-hmm. know, so, I mean, it doesn't matter what district, is, you know, it's in. We're voting mm-hmm. on all of these different uh, issues in each district. So I'm up in Ponte Vedra. Um, I'm up in Jointon Creek. Um, I'm down in Crescent Beach. I'm over in Hastings, mm-hmm. World Golf Village, 210. It's a lot of ground to, to, to cover. How many sure. nights a week are you at different meetings and gatherings? Oh, every night. Every night, you know. That's, I think, a, a, a misconception. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that this may be a part-time job. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. some people think, you know, maybe, you, you know, it's you're out doing these ribbon cuttings and going to these galas and, it's 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 so much more than that. I mean, eighty percent of this job is um, you know folks reaching out to you that have have an issue or you know they want to talk to you about you know shore drive the, the mm-hmm. trail we're looking to put in there. They want to talk about um, boat ramps. I mean, it's it's a it's a full time for me sixty plus hour a week job. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you're meeting with a lot of different people, preparing for your agenda and your county, you know, the count, you're preparing for the county meetings, but you're also, you know, dealing with a wide range of constituent uh, services and mm-hmm. needs. So it's, uh, it's a bit. Well, and I think it, it was probably a part-time job in the 60s and 70s, you know, when the county population was less than 100,000. Uh, I came back home from college in 88, and the county population was probably around 70 or 80,000. Right. Um, and so I think then it probably was, you just had fewer people, you had fewer issues, things were more spread out. Mm-hmm. But I think after the, the, the 80s, the 90s on, is a full-time job. The county was in a full growth mode at that point in time, and, and it just... I think at that point you couldn't say, well, I'm just going to go be a commissioner and, and spend 20 hours a week doing it. I don't think that worked anymore. No. And now definitely with, what do we have, 300,000 people? Over 300,000 yeah. people in the mm-hmm. county. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's definitely uh, full-time. The, the, the phone never stops ringing. The emails never stop coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things I try to do is, uh, you know, I, I – think the most important part of my job is being a voice for the people that I represent. Mm-hmm. So I am always going to the HOA meetings. Um, I'm always um, having constituent gatherings mm-hmm. um, to hear their concerns. Um, one of the big um, items that I have in, in my district is, is Shore Drive. I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. the trail. And uh, it's been a highly uh, contentious item. So the, the, the last that I heard of this was a uh, mischievous parks employee named Troy Blevins was trying to steal (laughs) all the land and turn it into Blevins Trail. All of that's not true. The county was trying to do a a trail around the outside on Shore Drive. Correct. I'm assuming that is still what you're trying to do, but it it involves a lot of homeowners along the way. It does. It involves a lot of homeowners. Mm -hmm. Um, I've met with both sides on this. Again, remember, this is, this is, kind of before my time, before mm-hmm. I had even gotten on the board. Yep. Um, but I've met with the residents. They um, they had a trolley for me. Yeah. And they took me on a trolley and showed me um, showed me around, showed me some of their, because you might know uh, Dr. Searcy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, was my, mm-hmm. he was my tour guide on the trolley. Yeah. And, um, great guy. Great long-time great guy. St. Augustine. Great, yep. great guy. Um, and um, he kind of showed me around and, um, you know, they, they addressed all of their, you know, some of their concerns that they had with mm-hmm. this. And um, but, you know, it's interesting on an issue like this. There's a lot of different, um, you know, it's kind of split, really. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, a lot of it, it comes down to public safety. Mm-hmm. You know, people walking along that trail, riding their bikes, um, pushing strollers, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I just I tell folks, you know, listen, I, you know, I want to hear your concerns. Mm-hmm. I want to be your voice. And how can we, how can we work together? What can we do to kind of, you know, work together on this project? Well, my dad and, and one of our painting subs, Elijah Baker, were bike riders. And one night they talked me into going with them. And they would ride that shore drive trail. It was a beautiful dr- ride. Getting there from downtown US-1. Five o'clock in the afternoon. I looked at them. I said, I will never ride that again with you ever. I will meet you there and I will ride inside the shore drive. I'll do that. But you are never getting me anywhere near US 1 again on a bicycle. That was the craziest thing I ever did. (laughs) And that was in the 1990s. Yeah. Like, no. No, thank you. We're trying to look for a way to get in and out of downtown for fireworks. And we had two kids. 
So we had a toddler and we had a baby. And that's the sole reason why we bought a bike trailer. (laughs) (laughs) So we lived in West King area at the time. And so we trailered and my mom was still able to ride a bike at that point. And so my husband, the kids in the trailer, my my mom and myself, we all rode bikes down uh, to the to the shrine for Fourth of July lights. US one is very scary um, Mm -hmm. on a bicycle. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not my favorite. No, I, I, it's not a, it was not good. It's not good. Um, budget, you guys just finished a budget. So you start the process again. Mm-hmm. What's the total budget for the county right now? So the, the budget was $1.6 okay. billion. That's good. That just boggles my mind, but wow. It's, uh, yeah, we've grown so mm-hmm. much and um, yeah. So we're going to start that process. We've got a few things going on right now. We have to do the comp plan. We're working on a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll be meeting. I'll be meeting with our budget officer Jesse Dunn mm-hmm. and starting to discuss the, the the budget coming up here. So and Jesse's been there a while. Right? He has. Yeah. He is a uh, has been a, a wealth of uh, wealth. Of, he's a wealth of knowledge, and mm-hmm. uh, he's helped me out uh, quite a bit. Um, and so. Budget goes up next year. I'm assuming the ad valorem taxes will continue to, to roll in. Um, you know, one of the things that people always talk about, even if you keep the rates the same, the assessments go up. So your your overall taxes go up. If you're locked in as a, as a resident, you kind of get an advantage there. Uh, business taxes have gone up quite a bit in the last mm-hmm. few years. Um, as somebody who has uh, business property, uh, it, it you go, wow, that's a nice change. Um I'm saying that nicely. <laughs> There's other guys that call me and, and bend my ear about it. But uh, any chance of any uh, rollback with the revenue straight, or is there just too much need growth-wise? What's the thought on that? There's a lot of need growth-wise, mm-hmm. um, but you know I'll, I'll continue to have those discussions with our staff. You know, being a fiscal conservative, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I really am going to take a look hard look at the budget mm-hmm. and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, impact fees, um, you hear a lot about those. Um, personally, as somebody who lives in the southern end of the county, I think they've worked for the northern end of the county rather mm-hmm. well. We've not had a lot of growth in the southern end of the county. I think our time's kind of coming. Um, but also a lot of the growth was, you know, the, the people moved into the northern part of the county and the north right. central. So you've seen those impact fees used for roads and parks and 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 things up there. Um how are we looking impact fee wise and we still have money to be able to, to spend in the different, cause it's wherever it's collected, the money's spent, right. which is why the Southern end has not seen that. I mean, we haven't had a new park in the Southern end of the County since, um, Osceola or yeah. treaty park. I'm sorry, treaty park. So yes. Yeah. You know, Mike, I was talking with, um, our parks and rec director, um, just the other day. And, and we were just kind of chatting about how, you know, in the last 10 years, our County has grown by a hundred thousand people. That means in the last 10 years, we basically grew by a city mm-hmm. and uh, we haven't built a park. Yep. And we've got 20,000 registered boats, but we only have 580 boat parking spots and our beaches are full and people are parking along A1A. We need more beach parking, which we're, we're, we're working on. Yep. Um, so um, I, I have to go back and look at the exact number of the, of the mm-hmm. but I know we have some. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 reserves for, for you know potentially for parks. I know we are using some of it um, for uh, acquiring some property um, for beach parking there in Crescent 
in Crescent Beach, you know, where the old South Beach Grill was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's becoming, that's being taken down and that's going to be an additional parking. And then Mm -hmm. right across the street, uh, there's a lot over there and we're looking at acquiring that to add some more beach parking. We've just had so many complaints from residents down there you know what well, used to be if you got that far you, you always got off at that ramp you didn't go on the ramp right but now i would imagine with all of the growth that's gone on you're seeing more people push down and you know you look at i mean i used to run on the beach in the in the 90s at night and you could run on the beach in the middle of the summer and there'd be hardly anybody out there you go out there now in the evenings and there's hundreds and hundreds of people walking on that beach using that beach they're tourists they're locals they're riding their bikes on it, depending on the tide, which I, you know, I'm, I'm happy with all of that, but it's just a radical change from what it was 30 years ago. Right. So. Yeah. Our beaches, you know, that's one of our biggest mm-hmm. attractions. You know, we're, we're, a, we're a tourism town mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you, all you have to do is go out on the 4th of July weekend and look at our beaches. You, you don't have to go to the 4th of July anymore. You don't even have to go to the 4th of July. Anytime the, the weather's nice, you'll be shocked how many people are. I am because it used to not be that way. You'd see it on the, on the heavy, busy weekends. And you're um, a big surfer. Right? Big That's surfer, your... I'm out there all the time, and so I, I get to see that. And you know, I, I don't. I'm blessed because I know people that live over there, so I have lots of parking places. So parking's not an issue for me. I have friends, right? And the friends places that I park usually have showers, which is even a better part at the end of surfing. But you know, if you're somebody coming here for the day, you got to find a place to park. You got to find a place to get to the beach. Right. It, it, yes, it is a big deal, and there's not a lot of parking over there's, there. There's so. not. Um, mm-hmm. We did have one other spot down there in Crescent Beach. Um, that was going to be beach parking. Um, it was Tortuga. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I met with um, some of the surrounding residents in those condos. And they yeah. were really, you know, really concerned about the traffic there on A1A. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some of the issues that they've had over there. And so we had, we had you know, kind of taken that off the table. Um, but, yeah, we continue to look for, for beach parking, more parks, uh, more green space. Um, just conservation in general. You know, we up the lamp uh, funding from five hundred thousand to two million. So we're we're constantly looking for for more green space. Uh, and you did the the county did unload part of the parks and rec department. The amp now is run by a nonprofit. That is correct. So how did that? How did those negotiations go? And what do you expect to see out of the amp? Well, I'll tell you. I've I've met with those guys, and and you you. you know some of them for, mm-hmm. for a very long mm-hmm. time and I think this was a was a great move um, you know I, I, I think that they will have a lot of success um, the folks that I like I said I met with Jerry West and those, the, the team um, I, I did some tours early on of the of the amphitheater mm-hmm. and also the Ponte Vedra concert hall and yeah those those folks really know what they're doing and they've got a good good team and I, I, I expect nothing but success out of that um, I wasn't able to make the uh, sing out loud event that they that they had all had, but um, yeah, I have no doubt they'll they'll have a lot of success with this. Yeah, I'm hoping that group does a really really good job, and I'm saying that, and I live near there, right? So <laughs> yeah, I when I see the schedule, I'm like, Gabe, no, no. I mean, it, right. it, it's you know, it doesn't matter where you live in St. John's County, you put up with a little bit of stuff, right? I mean, people that are in the northern part are like, hey, we moved here, and there's there's you know, kind of roads and traffic and construction, those things, yeah. If you live in the southern part, we deal with Knights of Lights. We deal with the the, the fireworks. We mm-hmm. deal with what we're going to deal with the, the bridge we talked about earlier, going over mm-hmm. King Street. And if you live near the amphitheater, you you deal with the amphitheater traffic, right? And it's, it's just I, free concerts all the time <laughs> in your backyard. It depends which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, 
It really does. And if it's a Bob Dylan concert, you really don't want to be outside when the wind's blowing because you may pass your uh, random drug test the next day. You might fail. You might not make it. Yep. Have so. you guys been out to any of the concerts out there or any, seen any of the shows? Have you guys had a chance to? I haven't. Uh, I haven't in a while. The last one I saw was Kevin Costner. <laughs> okay. They get some really good talent yeah. in there. I mean, they really do. Uh, um, uh, the last one I went to was Night Ranger and Brett Michaels. And I got to tell you, Brett Michaels uh, did a phenomenal job. I was yeah. really, really impressed with him. Because, you know, he doesn't have 20 albums to draw from, mm-hmm. but he, he was a showman. He put on yeah. a really good show. Uh, you could tell he was having a lot of fun doing that. And, yeah, it was really, it was really, uh, really a fun show. That's so, great. Yeah. But I think I've seen, I've seen Brothers Osborne there. Uh, Zach, Zach Brown was there mm-hmm. uh, when they were hitting it big. Um, there's been a lot of great concerts that have rolled through there. They really have. Yeah. I've gone to a couple, and mm-hmm. they do a really good job. Yeah, um, it was kind of cool that you know they kind of took me backstage and mm-hmm. showed me a lot of the, you know, where the bands meet, and it was just really interesting, you know, well, to kind of go through all that. Well, it was a great idea to give a new lease to an old property, right? The Cross and Sword uh, had run its course; the the venue was being run down. It was a great way to do that, and I do think having county control over it was better than than giving it to an out of town group mm-hmm. that real. I mean, and. That's one of the hard things watching all of this growth. You see more and more larger corporations coming in here, and a lot of them don't have a tie to the community. And and to me, that's a harder thing to watch because you want people that that want what's best for our community and not just what's best for right. them as a business entity. So, right. Yeah. I, that's that's real hard. Um, one of the projects that is a bit controversial that um, is is working its way through the process or somewhere in the process, um, affordable housing. Uh, a project between Wildwood Drive and Watson Road. Um, I can't remember the name, but Osceola. It's Osceola. I can't remember that. Uh, I'm last right part there with it. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were looking at 640 homes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, they were adding a workforce housing component to that, which is, you know, according to our county, you know, is 30% of that at a price of 260000 mm-hmm. offered for two years. Um, the project has been pulled. Um, and we did, we had a, uh, a community meeting a few weeks back, very Mm -hmm. contentious there at the classic car museum in Mm St. Augustine. And, um, you know, folks really expressed a lot of the, the issues we talked about, you know, traffic and drainage and Mm -hmm. just overall, you know, the uh, compatibility, those were some of the issues that they addressed and, or, you know, voiced their concerns on. And, um, so, you know, that project was pulled, um, and, you know, I, like I, Tell everybody, you know, with these quasi-judicial projects, you know, I don't, I can't give an answer until I hear mm-hmm. all the facts, mm-hmm. all the testimony. Um, but I just tell them, you know, I judge every project based on its on its merit, and if it's not compatible, I don't, uh, I don't support it. And I will tell you, since my time being on the board, we have denied quite a bit, uh, and just in the in the southern part of the county, when you look at uh, Bellaterra and Puerto de Sol and Mevo, um, so. You know, if it's if it's not compatible, um, I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I I have been involved with the home builders, and and I really I, I love that group. I think they do a great job. Um, the home builders back Paul Waldron years ago when he was running God rest his soul, just a great commissioner, great man. just a wonderful person, right? And um, within two or three weeks of him being elected, he had denied 
one of the home builders requests and, and the guy came back to our girls and said, you guys told me he was a good, he turned me down and we're like, well, did you go talk to him? Did you go do this? Did you go do that? Did you go? But it's like, Paul had the best interest of the community in mind. Right. And yeah, sometimes you would have something so it's not ready to, to be developed yet or to the, the roads aren't there. The infrastructure is not there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, sometimes that's a tough call because you've got somebody trying to, to use their property and develop it. But at other times, you've got to look at what how that impact is on the rest of the community. Um, there were people involved in growth in the early, late 80s. We'll tell you some of the developers that came in just scalped St. John's County. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, St. John's County wasn't used to any kind of growth. And the county was like, yeah, we'll do that. And yeah, we'll do this. And yeah, we'll do that. They never do those things now. Right. Ever. Right. Yeah. And I think also, you know, this is this is our time to, like I said, mm-hmm. let the developers know up front, you know, this is what we what we what we need, mm-hmm. you know, infrastructure wise, put in the turn lane, put in the traffic mm-hmm. signal because um, the, the infrastructure just really got to be there. But I do want to touch base on um, I, I know that that was one project, but we have added. Um, over 300 units in the last year with regards to um, affordable housing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a very, um, it's a very sensitive topic because you have a lot of the residents that are upset about the growth mm-hmm. and they look at, you know, workforce housing as yeah. just multifamily, more cars, more traffic. Yeah. Um, I think that we have to re- be really smart about it. Um, I think the comp plan that we're going to be doing can address some of the, 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 the questions and, you know, we have to find a place for our teachers, our policemen, our firemen. Mm-hmm. You know, our tourism industry here is the um, is, is very important. We got to, you know, folks have to be able to afford to live where they where they work. And the average home here is five hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, if you're not making one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. That's what you need to make to be able to afford that home price. So, look, we're going to be getting to a point where, um, you know, we've really got to figure something out. Well, the, there's a huge pay gap. This is also a retirement community. So you have people that are retiring down here that have the ability to afford those houses. They've sold a house somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're a younger person growing up in here trying to get that first home, that yeah. is an incredibly difficult number if you're under 30 years old. If you're a working family trying to find some place that's under $2,000 a month for rent is incredibly difficult to do. Mm-hmm. The Airbnb explosion has exacerbated the workforce housing problem because you have a mm-hmm. lot of these properties downtown that used to be workforce housing that are now an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And you've that's taken right. those completely offline for people that would could live downtown, work downtown, ride a bike to work, um, work in the service industry, work in the, the hospitality industry. And now they're having to drive right. and find parking. And mm-hmm. so it's just continues and that to adds push to that. the mm-hmm. traffic congestion. You know, yeah. people are, yeah. you know, they're 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 upset with the symptoms of growth, mm-hmm. um, the traffic, but when you have people that have to live outside the county and then they're on the interstate yeah. and I mean, we've all seen what the interstate has been like lately, you mm-hmm. know, with the traffic. So yeah. um, this is a big issue. And I'll tell you, the Chamber of Commerce uh, and NEFPA, which I mm-hmm. you know you're a part of, mm-hmm. you know, those organizations, I think uh, the chamber now has a like an, an attainable housing council. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're really working this hard. You know, there's companies like, you know, I've spoken with folks, Grumman. Mm-hmm. Um, very concerned about this. Very yes. concerned. I mean, I think he mentioned, uh, you know, one of the uh, Orville 
Dotage, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. I, mean, I, know I think he mentioned like 60% of Grumman yeah. employees don't live here. So, no. No, well, if, if you want to see, uh, go down on US 1 South, park at Smoke and D's in the morning and watch all the traffic coming up out of Palm Coast that are people that live in Palm Coast mm-hmm. that are working in St. John's County. And then go out on 207, sit at where the, the movie theater is, right? And watch all that traffic mm-hmm. coming in on 207. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, 207 was a two-lane road that was not heavily utilized, right? Mm-hmm. And then it became four-lane. You're like, boy, they four-lane that for no reason at all. Now you look at it and thought, well, when's the six-lane coming, right? When's mm-hmm. two more lanes? Because it's just the volume of traffic that now travels between Palatka and St. Augustine on that road. Because you can you can buy a, a more affordable house in the Palatka area than you can here, Mm-hmm. But then you're outside St. John's County School District, right? You're in a, right. you're moving to an area that's more affordable. But you know, if St. John's County is number one in things, Putnam County is usually towards the bottom of that same list. Yeah, they're not close. You have a question? I I don't really have a question other than um, so you're a young man, you've got a family. Um, what made you uh, decide now is the time to run for office? Well, I would say that for me, um, I've been given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was appointed by the yep. governor, and so I've I've got a year under my belt. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot. I've gained a lot of experience. We've got um, some serious challenges in our county, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I have solutions to those challenges, and um, feel like my experience in in government and in the private sector. Um, make me the most experienced for this for this position moving forward. Um, and I also feel like, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, I, I just have had a passion for public service and mm-hmm. want to continue serving in this in this role. Great. So how do you balance the the you have you have a regular job, you mm-hmm. have the public service job, and then you have family. So how are you balancing all of that? It is very challenging. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, I can just say, Mike, that you know I'm very blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, my best friend, uh, has really stepped up with the business. Um, mm-hmm. I, I own the business with my brother-in-law, um, but my wife has, um, she's a substitute teacher now. She was mm-hmm. a, a full-time teacher here, but she's a substitute teacher now. Mm-hmm. And she's working the business as an office, like our office manager. She's running it basically, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed that I have the, the support, uh, necessary to be able to go out and, and serve. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, that's you know just the, having the support around me, and it's uh, it is a challenge, but yeah. I make time for it. So, what priorities? If you're elected, what are some of the priorities that you've got? Well, I want to continue to um, fix fix the uh, traffic. You know, mm-hmm. work on road improvement. Um, continue to apply my uh, smart, controlled growth principles of um, you know compatibility. Uh, I do want to continue to to work on, you know, Commissioner Waldron was very big on um, in the parks, the green space. He was very uh, instrumental in acquiring the Genevar property and also the the um, Police Athletic League. We just got mm-hmm. that sports complex. He was very, you know, influential in that. So I'd like to see us continue to work on getting some more mm-hmm. green space. I've got two young kids, mm-hmm. uh, 14-year-old and a, and a 10-year-old. So, you know, continue to work on that and, and continue to, um, you know, serve the public, be a voice. This is my county. This is where I, where I grew up. Uh, this is where I'm raising my family. So, um, 
What, what do you see as the, the most important infrastructure project? I mean, what, what region of the county do you look at and say, the, the, or multiple regions, you go, these areas need some help with traffic congestion? Where, where do you see kind of the worst places right now? Uh, um, well, the big one that we have that we're, we're tackling right now is the um, County Road 210. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're moving forward. You probably saw that. We're, we're going forward with the widening, and we're confident that the uh, the developer. I thought you should narrow it. I really did. I mean, going from six lanes down to one, you just narrow that down. I mean, I'm that's just a kidding. choice. It's a Gosh, choice. Gosh, I know. <laughs> that section of road, what was the holdup in widening that section of road? Well, you know, we, uh, and this is part of our theme of, of holding the developers accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that with, with um, the other Grand Oaks down there mm-hmm. on 16. You know, they had committed. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when you when you these things start to move forward, you know it, it's that they have a number of what it would cost to widen it. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Years down the road, what happens, Mike? Well, costs have gone up dramatically since mm. 2019. So, so it's yeah. it's 40 million dollars. I've t- been told to manage mm-hmm. a, a mile of road. Good gracious! So we're in the um, wrong business. I mean, just write the check. I got it right here. That's a, it, he's got it, 40 million. Yeah, it, it is uh, road construction. Construction as a whole has gone through the roof since 2019. It, it, yeah. It's amazing what the numbers are right now. Oh, it's off the it's off yeah. the charts. So that 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 whole area, I do think World Golf Village, mm-hmm. uh, State Road 16 is our number one priority. I know we've been talking to the legislature, um, and you've been out that way quite a yeah. bit, Amanda. I mean, it's it's a parking lot, you know, between the the like I said, the, the high school there and. Um, Bucky's, Costco. Well, I was, my primary concern was more Southern on State Road 16, just right up here where you get on 95, just so you can get to World Golf Village. I mean, that is a nightmare. People are so close to getting hit all the time. It it doesn't feel like the lanes, I know they have to shift them so they can work on them, but it doesn't feel like those lanes are where they should be. They're a little too narrow. (laughs) We're, we're continuing to work with the legislature and FDOT and, and, and work on uh, State Road 16 because it's probably the biggest traffic area congestion mm-hmm. we have in the county. And so, um, you know, we're like I said, we're holding the developer county accountable. Mm. They were on record saying that, you know, they were going to widen that road no matter the cost. Um, and so, you know, we had to take action there, um, you know, put them in default with the county. Um, but we're going to continue, like I said, holding holding developers accountable. I think the, you know, getting this stuff done up front is mm-hmm. is really important. Uh, Mommy wants to know: Silverleaf and all the other developments along State Road 16 being held responsible for State Road 16 yet? I mean, if you look at uh, like when you look at Silverleaf, and I wasn't on the board, mm-hmm. but um, you know they they put in the roads. You know they mm-hmm. they put in the the infrastructure up front. Um, you know you have communities that, like I said, you know. You have these developers, I think, that live here. They work here. Um, they're in the community, and they're putting these things in ahead of time. And so, twenty two oh nine, I think, is going to be a big, a big help. I rode that uh, this like a this past summer, and there's sections you went through, and you're just like, I can see development there. I can see development. And you just knew it's coming. It's not there yet. And, and then all of a sudden you get to a place and you hang a right and you go, yep, here's the development now. I've caught mm-hmm. up to this and now I'm on State Road 60. It's a very interesting road. Um, 313, I think, is another interesting road when it gets built because it is going to change an awful lot as well in the southern end of the county. Because mm-hmm. that'll pick up at 
207 and then run all the way around to the airport. And it's done on the airport end of it. I mean, the roads there, it's just, are 312. I yeah. always can't remember if they were going to call it 313 or 312, but yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting, it's going to open up a lot of property for development, both commercial and residential. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, we hear that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, the main, the main concern that I hear on a daily basis with the residents is the, is the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're upset about the traffic, you know, the people mm-hmm. coming in, um, and you know, there's, they're waiting in line longer at the grocery store drainage, you know, they have all of these, you know, that, that's what I hear the most of. And I just try to, you know, assure people that, you know, I support smart, controlled mm-hmm. growth. Uh, want to make sure that if, you know, the project is compatible, if it's not, you know, I typically, you know, like I said, I, I've been on on record denying a lot of projects that I felt like weren't compatible. So, um, and I'm I'm upfront, you know, with folks. I mean, obviously, a lot of these projects are quasi judicial, so you can't, you know, mm-hmm. state your position. But I tell everybody, I judge each project based on its merit, and. We have a follow-up from Bobby. Yes. So, Bobby mentioned um, you spoke to the roads inside of Silverleaf, so the infrastructure within the community itself. But I think Bobby was speaking to um, State Road 16 outside the of The two-lane portion. Yeah, the two-lane portion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's something that we were continuing to. It's at the top of our uh, priority list mm-hmm. uh, for 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 road, road improvements in, in the county. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we're meeting with the legislature. We're meeting with FDOT. Um, it's a, it's a definitely a priority for us, okay. for sure. Um, I do want to give you guys kudos. I thought the board did a really good job in picking a new county administrator. Uh, uh, Joy Andrews is great. I think she's done a really, really good job working for the county for a long time. So I think you guys did a great job there. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. It, I, she's, she's phenomenal. She's done a great job. Um, mm-hmm. I've, been impressed with her since she, you know, since I met her, yeah. um, and I've known her a long time, um, even going back to my time on the planning and zoning board. But I think, uh, yeah, she's very smart, very qualified, you very accessible, very professional. Mm-hmm. You can ask her questions. She's been on, I believe, some of these shows. I think she was on 904 Now. They have uh, a 904 Now morning show? What? Are There's you sure? Are you now? positive? Oh, I don't know. Yes, she was. I came <laughs> down here to make sure she was okay. <laughs> or she, I just wanted to make sure she survived. No. Um, Pete she, and those guys do a phenomenal job in the morning on mm-hmm. their show. We give them Absolutely. a hard time all the time, but it's the only news show you will get in St. John's County. They yeah. were giving us a hard time this morning. Good for them. They were lagging and they were blaming us. Not our fault that you guys can't Not keep our up. Not yep. our fault. The stuff runs great for us. I know. We have no problems. Remember to unplug that thing when we leave. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yep. Don't tell them what it is. We just <laughs> unplug it again. They'll the figure it out sooner or later. The Clay's a genius. Thing. Yep. Yes. No, so I, I think you guys did a really good job in, in, in getting someone that knew the community, had worked in the community for a long time. And I agree with you. She's very accessible. She's easy to talk to. Um, She's very patient if you've got an issue going on. She's not dismissive. Um, and, I, and I think that's, you know, kind of key for somebody working in that public service or public sector. Yeah, we had a lot of great candidates uh, mm-hmm. apply. Um, but I, I felt like, you know, move day one, she was really the most prepared for this position. Mm-hmm. And she's she's exceeded every expectation I could have imagined. She works very hard. Um, she'll, she'll, I mean, she's up all hours of the night, mm-hmm. 
doing, you know, working mm-hmm. on things. And, and so she's super smart, very, very helpful, been very, very great asset to the county. Right. Your primary is in August. Yes, sir. Right. August the 20th. 20th. August 20th. Um, and if somebody wants to get a hold of you or your campaign, how do they get a hold of you or your campaign? Uh, they can go on our website, uh, which is RoyAlamo.com. Mm-hmm. That's R-O-Y-A-L-A-I-M-O.com. Mm-hmm. And they can they can reach out to me that way. Um, and like I said, I'll be happy to give out my number mm-hmm. or my, my email. So my number is 904-806-5863. Um, I, I use a Gmail account, which is RoyAlamo83 at gmail.com. Uh, that is my personal information so um but yeah no please please reach out to me uh any questions that you have and and any concerns and what i tell people i hear people all the time i can't get a hold of these people and i don't know who they are and they're running when there's a campaign going on these candidates will meet with you pretty much any time if you'll just call them and set up a time and if you've got a group of people or a neighborhood that wants to meet now's the time to, to reach out tell the candidates we'd like to talk to you I'd like to tell you what's important to our neighborhood they're going to listen and they want your support and they want to earn your support. So reach out to all of them and talk to them right now is the time to do it. Absolutely. And um, that's, you know, I've been going around the county. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I talk with people all the time and, and try to find out what their what their concerns are and, you know, how I can mm-hmm. best help and, and assist. And because um, I, I like I said, that's the most important part of my job is listening to the people that I represent. I think that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I'm the liaison between county government and the people. Well, and then if somebody has a problem, you know, a lot of times they're calling the commissioner. And sometimes it's a little thing that's easy to fix, and sometimes it's something that's much more difficult. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. And we just want to know you guys are there in case we can't get a hold of staff for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and staff is usually really good. I, I deal with a lot of the staff in different departments. Um, in in my role as a builder, and and almost all of them are very responsive. Occasionally, run into somebody who isn't, but it's it's a rare occasion. But it's nice to know that if you have an issue, you can reach out to somebody who's an elected official, who's going to be your advocate and help you get your situation resolved. Sure, so. sure. I you know, the government web sometimes you know people don't know who to call, mm-hmm. and I will tell you, uh, and, and I, mean, I think we talked about this the last time I was on here. You know, it's hard for folks to. Uh, differentiate the different levels of government. You got the federal government, the state government, and local government. You got St. John's Water, you know, mm-hmm. management district. You have uh, school board. There's a lot of different government entities, and you know, sometimes people just, you know, they they have an issue in a different area, and you know, they just need to be pointed into the right direction. So um, I'll, you know, I answer every call, uh, every email, and. Just try to be as accessible as I can to folks in the, in yeah. the community. Right. Well, Go you share a birthday with one of our regulars who's not here tonight. She's actually, she's got some stuff. She sent a message. I've, I'm supposed to give you a message from Barbara Jean. But you share a Groundhog's Day birthday. I am a Groundhog. Do you have, do you have plans for the Groundhog's Day birthday this year? Um, I think, uh, the wife and kids will, will, will go out to dinner. Yeah. You know, we usually kind of keep it low key, uh, uh. <laughs> My schedule is pretty much jam packed, yeah. even on the weekends. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I am work. I work seven days a week, so. Um, but I will make some time for my yep. birthday to <laughs> celebrate with the kiddos. Yeah. We have a family tradition: you get to pick the restaurant on your birthday. 
Like on your actual birthday, we all go right. out to dinner at a restaurant. You get to pick. So where are you going to pick? Where are you going to eat? That's classified top secret. <laughs> <laughs> that is... You know, I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't, uh, I, I've got so much going on. I haven't even really, really thought about that. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm trying to help your wife. Out I, know. I know. <laughs> uh, I give, know. It, give your number out one more time if somebody wants to get a hold of you. Sure. So my personal cell phone number is uh, area code 904-806-5863. Okay. So if anybody needs to get a hold of me, they can call that cell phone number. Um, like I said, I, I'll, I'll get back with you. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Mike, thank yep. you so much. Glad, I really appreciate it. Glad to have it. you back. Uh, we expect to see you uh, again before uh, the primary. Um, and we've already had one of your opponents on. I'm sure others will be on as well. Um, we, we really keep an open platform here where anybody can come on. Um, also, uh, tomorrow's Trivia Day here. Mm-hmm. So come join us for Trivia Day. Troy and, and Blake will be in, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, the morning show will be great tomorrow morning, but probably be lagging. Don't forget to unplug that thing. I mean, I'll do my best. Yeah. Just unplug the yep. same thing because they haven't figured yep. it out yet, they so haven't. just keep doing it. And and that's Pete's for you, watching Pete. right now. I know. Pete's that's watching. why we did that. <laughs> All right. This is the Mike Davis Show. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>